listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall, on this wonderful Thursday. Amen. Glory to God. So before we get started, let's just take a quick moment to breathe with God. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the love that is everlasting. Thank you that we are never forgotten by you. Thank you that you are always with us, that whenever we feel anxious, worried, afraid, that we can turn inside and find your presence within us, welcoming us with open arms. And in you, we find rest and we find peace, we find joy, we find happiness, We find all those things that fill us and make us complete, no matter what is going on on the outside. We thank you for this ability. We thank you because it's really a gift that we have been given. And we praise you this day in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. So before I get started on today's little short exhortation. 
I just want to remind you, there is so much going on. And because of the internet, we're, uh, we're exposed to it almost instantaneously. Uh, when it happens, it, it hits the internet and we know what's going on all over the world. We know what's going on right here in the United States and in our communities and even in our neighborhoods. Amen. So there's a lot of things. It appears that a lot of things, a lot of negative things are going on and not to say that they, there aren't, but to remember that that is not all that is happening in the world. Um, just the, uh, just yesterday, actually, I was, uh, reading about a shooting that happened in a mall. And it seems like these, these public gun shootings are happening every day. They're becoming just an, an, an everyday occurrence. And, and, um, it's happening everywhere in, in our workplaces in our malls and schools and churches and in our neighborhoods and, and, you know, I thought about what uh, Jesus said about uh, weapons. He said that if we live by the sword, we will die by the sword. If we live by the sword, we will die by the sword. So if we look to violence as an answer to violence, we will also die by that very violence. So somehow in this country, in the United States, we have joined God with guns. And I think it's, I believe it's happening because we're being misled by what we see as evil. So we see it everywhere and we feel that we have to protect ourselves and we have, and we have chosen guns as a way to protect ourselves. But what we've actually done, as opposed to making ourselves more safe and more secure, because it's just an illusion, what we've done is open the door to evil. And the result are the constant gun shootings and violence that we see. And now it is uh, being uh, perpetrated on our children. So the next generation is is experiencing uh, this violence being targeted at, at them as well. Sometimes you just want to pull away and not even listen to, to news or, or watch any things on social media that are just, you know, it's about something negative that's happening, something somewhere. And, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't pretend or hide our heads in the sand. And, but we must also feed our souls when these things that we see happening around us to our neighbors, even people in our family, when the sorrow and the fear seem to want to just take over our lives. We have to remember what the scripture reminds us of. And in Philippians 4, 
And I'm just going to read verse 8. But Philippians 4, that whole chapter is a very good chapter. It's a very uplifting and encouraging uh, chapter to refocus. It's a, it's a great chapter for refocusing yourself when you've been exposed to a lot of things that are negative and confusing, things that would make you anxious and would make you worried. And it says uh, in verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any ex excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So we have to take the time to feed ourselves with good things, with nourishing things. That is very, very important. And so today, what I am going to be focusing on to encourage you is that God is not disappointed in you. It's, and what does disappointed mean? It means that whoever it is has become sad or displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations, right? You're expecting something or you're hoping for something, but it fails. It does not come to pass. And that can be a disappointment. And unfortunately, we have been led to believe that God can be disappointed in us. An omnipotent, omniscient God is disappointed in us. And the reason why we've fallen into this type of perspective is because man tends to try and make God in his image when really it's the, the reverse is true. We have been made in the image of God. A God who knows the past, the present, and the future, you. I want to go to Psalm 139, and I'm going to start. I may read a few um, verses, and then I'll focus in on a couple of things. But there are a lot of good things to focus on in Psalm 139. But let's get started. First one. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I lie down, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Now in the message, I love the way it reads in the, in the message Bible. It reads, uh, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. Okay, so when God searches us, he searches us thoroughly, okay, complete. So he sees us completely. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. And what that is indicating that it, you know my entire life and everything I do. Okay, so there's no expectation when you already know. When you already know, and, and 
I I did a message about um, expectation and uh, where we should. A lot of times, our disappointment comes from the expectations that we place on people, and even some of the expectations that we place on God, because it's a lack of knowledge for some of these things that we are expecting from from God. So it can be mis, misplaced. It's better to just have your hope in God. Don't expect God to act or perform a certain way, but have your hope in him, knowing, leaving, leaving that space wide open for him to show up because he will show, show up. And whenever he shows up, it's going to be good because God is good. God is love. Let's go on to verse 3. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. The Message Bible says, you scrutinize my path. And to scrutinize means to you examine or you inspect it closely and thoroughly. That's how intimate it is, this relationship that we have. So you scrutinize my path and my lying down and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Intimate. Intimate means there is this close acquaint, acquaint you're closely acquainted means that you are familiar, that it's private and it's personal, like a very close friend. And when Jesus says that he calls us friends, see, that implies that, that familiar, the, 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 the close acquaintance, the, the private and the personal the private and the personal, that's a thing that happens between very close friends. And that's what Jesus is calling us. He is calling us friends. Verse 4 says, Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. The Message Bible says, even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, behold, O Lord, you know it all. Uh, I would encourage you to read 139 and just take a piece of it at a time. You don't. You can start out by reading the whole chapter. And then I would go back and I would just zoom in on certain verses that really speak to you and that really touch you uh, in a particular way. Amen. That will encourage you. So now we know that God cannot be disappointed because disappointment only become, comes when you're expecting something and you didn't get it. God is not expecting anything from us because he already knows. He already knows what, what we're thinking even before we even speak it. 
Before we even speak it, he already knows. He searches our hearts. He's, he's in our innermost parts, our inner being. And that is the God. And so we limit God when we say that he can be disappointed. Now, man can be disappointed, but God cannot be disappointed. Not our all-wise God. He is not disappointed. That's why he could say that he came into the world not to condemn it. He gave his son, his son as a representation of himself in this physical realm so that we might see this perfect love that he has for us. He knew who we were at the time. In fact, when Jesus came into the world, he, he came in as a baby. He came in like we would have come into the world. So it was something that would be familiar to us. And we would be able to see our image, the image of God in us, that we are made like him. And we get to see who our father, the creator, the the mastermind behind all creation, this beautiful intelligence that is, you can't even put words or begin to explain God. He's unexplainable, really. And yet you can have this relationship and know that it's real that he can speak to you in such a way that you know that it is his spirit speaking to you. And I would also encourage you to go into uh, Corinthians and um, read about love and the description of love, like it takes no account of wrongdoings. It's long-suffering, it's patient, it's kind. That is the image of God. And we are made in that image. So we have the ability to love like that. As we begin to drop off all of these false characteristics about who we are based on this world, this realm, and began to connect to who we really are, we began to express more and more of this, this love. We love because he first loved us. Amen. And this love just flows through us. So know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And you know why nothing can separate you from the love of God? Is because... He can never be disappointed in you. He, are, he knows you. He knows you. He knows you in your broken state. And he knows you in your divine state. He's familiar with both sides of you. Amen. So that is what I want to encourage you with today. To know that God is not disappointed in you. And that nothing can separate you from his love. 
God bless you. And um, I hope that you will be able to um, join us for tomorrow's broadcast at um, 7 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Amen. And what is this? This is this. This is our second second Friday, right? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let me take a quick look at at the broadcast schedule. We have so many broadcasts going on, which we are being blessed with people who have a heart to encourage. That we're here to encourage one another. Amen. So, um, the second, okay, it's Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray Rose. Amen. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, tune in and be blessed. And I will see you next month, the first and second Thursday of the month. So, continue. Whatever, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure. Think on these things. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Bye.